Thank you for traveling with Amex Platinum. To your right, you'll see Oceanside Relaxation at a fine hotel and resort property. When booked through Amex Travel, you can enjoy complimentary breakfast for 2 and 4 p.m. late checkout. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. You never want to find yourself out on the water fishing without the essentials. So it's best to always pack a Columbia PFG Solar Stream Elite hoodie to protect against the sun. I mean, it provides great protection, and it's really breathable so you don't get hot. That's a win-win. Columbia PFG has a lot of great gear. So before you head out on the water, head over to Columbia.com slash PFG to shop their performance fishing gear. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. The best conversations I have with my colleagues are the ones that happen when no one is looking, when we're not 100% sure yet what to write. Hopefully, having conversations like this can help you figure out your own point of view. That's kind of our job as Washington Post opinions columnists. I'm Charles Lane, Deputy Opinion Editor. And I'm Amanda Ripley, a contributing columnist. We're going to bring you into these conversations on a new podcast called Impromptu. Follow Impromptu now, wherever you listen. Welcome, everyone, to the MMQB Gambling Podcast, week four in the NFL. I am Jimmy Trina, joined by my co-hosts, Mitch Goldich and Gary Grambling. We, uh, the records were good for week two. Week three, my best bets were two and two. Gary, how did you do in week three? Two and three. Oh. C, C student last week. Mitch, what was your best bet record in week three? I got off to a rough start. I was 0-3, and then I did win my best bets. I, I had the Packers and Chiefs winning outright and covering the spread, and they both did. So I recovered a little on the primetime games. But, primetime uh, Mitch. Two so was the record 2-3? and three? Yeah, 2-3 and three week for me. And Gary was 2-3? and three? Yeah, 2-3. and three. I, I mean, look, I, I, have, uh, I have no excuse. I, I will say, I love betting totals. I'm just backing off the totals for a little while. Well, every total now is 400. It's, so. it's serious. It's, uh, uh, I was sitting there watching that Rams-Bills game, and, and the first half was going and, you know, exactly as planned. It's like, okay, you got the Rams, sustained offense. You got the Bills, got some big plays. Now they'll sort of pull it back, and we'll hit the under here. And no, they just <laughs> – the Bills just press down on the gas. Rams press down on the gas. All of a sudden there's, uh, you know, 50 points being put up in the second half. Yeah. And we'll, we'll go through – all the lines, and you'll see how, uh, how high these totals are. It's pretty crazy. All right, let's get it rolling. We start on Sunday at 1 o'clock with the Seahawks 
Talk about a team playing no defense this year. They visit the Dolphins. The Seahawks are six and a half point favorites. The total is 53 and a half. Gary. The one reason I would back off the Seahawks in this one is their offense is operating at a level of efficiency that is it's sustainable for no one. I mean, it doesn't matter how good you think Russell Wilson is. No one is as good. They're nine for nine in the red zone. They have 111 points and they have one field goal through three games. That's absurd. Uh, it just as good as they are. It can't keep up this way. Uh, that said, uh, they'll put up a lot of points on the Dolphins. Uh, does Fitzpatrick sort of uh, hang around to get the backdoor cover in this one? I think that's that's very much within the realm of possibility. Uh, you know, no Jamal Adams in this one. That already potentially league worse Seahawks defense is uh, perhaps even worse than that. Might be a CFL worse defense if uh, if they tried to play up there. Mitch. Gary, you're right. It's not sustainable, but they also, they should have had another touchdown last week. The uh, DK Metcalf play that ended up being a touchback uh, fumbled out the back of the end zone when he uh, didn't run it all the way in. Um, I'm just doing it. I'm taking the Seahawks. I like them. Uh, They are, you know, you're right, not sustainable, but they're still scoring a ton of points. They can score on anyone. They are giving up more points than I expected, certainly coming into the season, but I just think they're that good. Miami's not going to be able to keep up with them in a shootout. You know, we saw them in prime time. I think they put up 31 Fitzpatrick against uh, the Jacksonville defense on a Thursday night. But, uh, you know, Seattle is, is to me, entering that territory where they're good enough that I expect them to beat bad teams by a touchdown. And I just think they're going to be able to score at will. You're right. The backdoor cover is a bit of a concern, but I just think they're that much better. And I'm not too concerned about Miami uh, this year based on what we've seen from the first three weeks. So, uh, you know, this is a line. Uh, it would have been tougher if it was like seven and a half, which maybe I would have expected it to be. But under a touchdown, I'm fine <clears throat> taking Seattle here. It's not a best bet for me, but I do like the Seahawks. It's not a best bet because you're giving six and a half points on the road, cone cross country. Um, but I do like the Seahawks here. I, You know, I disagree with Gary a little bit in terms of, listen, this level may not be sustainable, but the Seahawks are a 30, 30 to 35 points a game offense, it seems like, when Russell Wilson is playing like this. And I don't think there's any reason to expect him to um, not play like this on Sunday against a you know bad Dolphins team. So I lean on the Seahawks in this one, even though you are laying almost a touchdown on the road. Next game is in Washington. The Ravens face the football team. The Ravens come in as 13-point favorites after the loss to the Chiefs. The total here is 45-and-a-half. Mitch. Yeah, you're talking about laying a touchdown on the road and now uh, onto a game where a team's laying two touchdowns <laughs> on the road. I am going to stay away from making this a best bet, but I actually do really like Baltimore here. Uh, It's just, it's a little much for me to best bet it, but I really think the Ravens are going to be out to not just win, but make a real statement. Uh, They want to be viewed as one of those top teams in the NFL, and everyone viewed them like that until they uh, got beat down by the Chiefs, particularly in the first half last week. I think people still look at them that way and expect them to be a force in the AFC, but I just think this is the kind of game they're going to look at, and they're going to want to make a statement and not just win, but win by a lot. Um, Washington's a team that, coming into the season, pretty much everyone had them as the 30th or 31st best team in the league. And then, you know, people got excited. They beat Philly, 
and Phillies now uh, look at them 0-2 and one, and they were also without uh, you know more than half of their offensive line in that game. Um, so it, it's possible we overrated them a little bit, and then they also they're not going to have Chase Young this week. I'm pretty sure he's going to be out with a groin injury. We saw Washington uh, definitely felt his absence in the second half last week uh, once he came out of that game. So, yeah, it, just, it wouldn't surprise me to see Baltimore uh, get up early and then just run the ball like they do and, and stay ahead and keep adding to it on the scoreboard. Gary. Yeah, Ravens lean. Uh, number's a little bit too big for me, uh, especially, I mean, that – I don't know what they call Washington's field these days, but uh, that that turf there is uh, atrocious. It just sort of leads to ugly football. So I, I wonder if we just sort of get a messy game here. And look, what the Chiefs did Monday night, just putting a thousand defenders in the box and just, I mean, it, they defended Lamar like teams haven't defended Lamar more than a year, and it worked. And now you're going to see other teams do that. And, you know, do the Ravens have some whatever rust or whatever you want to call it to kick off at this point before uh before they really start uh start cooking again here but uh lean ravens i that number's just a little too big for me i love the ravens this has 45 3 written all over it uh mitch brought up chase young the redskins were in that game with the with the browns last week and then chase young got hurt and went out and, and everything fell apart for them on defense so uh they're not going to be able to stop the Ravens at all on Sunday and um, add in that loss to the Chiefs. I think Baltimore here runs it up. There's already rumblings about Dwayne Haskins. He is not the answer. So uh, this one here is, like I said, this guy, this has 40, 45, 10, 42, three written all over. I love the Ravens in this one. Jimmy, we're also now we're now three for three on you saying the former name of the team by accident. Uh, All three weeks you've been on the podcast. It's going to be hard. (laughs) All right. The next game is in Dallas. The Cowboys are four and a half point favorites against the Browns. Big total here. Fifty six. Gary. Yeah, those uh, those two and one Browns. I I think people might be getting a little bit carried away with the Browns here and and not as carried away as we were uh, two summers ago when they were on the cover of Sports Illustrated as a Super Bowl team. But uh, you look at them right now. Obviously, it's it's a different offense. It's it's a uh, uh, you know it's it's Baker Mayfield is Kirk Cousins East. I guess he'd be slightly east of Kirk Cousins. Uh, it's that type of style. They have seven takeaways right now. That's not something that's going to sustain itself. That's kind of a uh, a matter of playing some bad teams already this year. Uh, I just don't think they are going to take advantage of the Cowboys secondary the way that you see other teams do it. I don't think this is all of a sudden the game where Odell has uh, 220 yards receiving and they just roll up these monster numbers and Baker throws for 400. Uh, I don't think that's them. Uh, I do think they are questionable on this uh, Cleveland defense. Uh, They're not good at the linebacking core. They're not good at the safety spots. You know, could Miles Garrett take over? Sure. But uh, I think the Cowboys at home, they're going to roll up some big offensive numbers here. And uh, I just don't think the Browns can uh, keep up with them at this point. And, you know, people sort of uh, – people look at the, the Cowboys and, and their one win uh, going to uh, Atlanta where, you know, is that fluke on kick all that stuff. They had four fumbles and they, uh, a, a foiled uh, fake punt, which they foiled themselves, the, the punter one-hop throw they did that in the first quarter of that game. If you take away that first quarter, they beat the Falcons quite easily. We saw what they did at Seattle last week, going punch for punch with the, uh, the Seahawks there, even in a game that was relatively sloppy for Dak Prescott. I just think the Cowboys are 
uh, still a quality team. I don't think the Browns are quite there, and the Cowboys are always a little bit better at home than they are on the road anyway. Mitch? Yeah, especially they they have the biggest crowds, right? Who I mean, who knows how much that matters, <laughs> but they are playing in a packed Jerry World Stadium, and the, the Cowboys crowd is so big that Major League Baseball decided to have fans in the building uh, in Texas for the playoffs. I don't know, maybe we shouldn't uh, get into all that. But anyway, I actually, I like the Browns here. Uh, why not? You know, obviously week one was really bad against Baltimore, but I've been impressed by what I've seen from them in their two wins since. I know it was the Bengals and Washington, but they're scoring, uh, you know, 34, 35 points in those games. Uh, this game also has a high total up around 56 and, you know, Dallas has given up points, too. Um, and, and yeah, Gary, I'm, I'm with you. And uh, people want to talk about the record, uh, Dallas being one and two and being lucky to have that one win. But they also, you talked about the Seattle game, they also hung with the Rams in week one. So it is, you know, it's a little tough to look at Dallas uh, and, and uh, you know, look at their record like it is with a lot of teams this early in the season. But I don't know. I just, I think the Cowboys are beat up in a lot of spots, as we've talked about and, you know, I was looking at the numbers last week. Zeke only ran the ball. He ran it 14 times for 34 yards. Dak threw it 57 times. So, you know, I'm just a little worried about, um, you know, the health and the offensive line and just what that does to their philosophy and uh, how balanced they're going to be on offense. Um, I did actually, I, I picked the Browns to win the game outright in the MMQB staff picks. I was the only one to oh. do that. Sometimes that's, you know, you got to take chances because you're trying to win the whole thing. So maybe <laughs> I was feeling myself a little bit, but, uh, but you know, this game's close enough to a toss up. And uh, I think I know they're going on the road. You guys know, I love road teams, four and a half points. They can cover plus four and a half. Give me the Browns here. Yeah. I mean, I don't have a feel for this game. I would lean Cowboys, but I can't figure the Browns out, so I'm staying away from their game. You know, the Browns are a weird team because everyone talks about Baker Mayfield, Baker Mayfield, Baker Mayfield, but, like, this team has Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt. They should be running on every single down, so it's a weird team. I can't I can't get a feel for them, so that's a stay-away game for me. The next game is in Detroit. Lions coming off a big win in Arizona. They host the Saints. New Orleans, a four-point favorite in Detroit. The total here, a big one again, 54, Mitch. Yeah, this one is a tough one. I mean, it, the topic of Drew Brees and his demise is has been talked to death uh, in so many places. I'm sure everyone listening to this podcast has already read multiple articles or listened to multiple other podcasts about the demise of Drew Brees this season. I do think a lot of that is Michael Thomas and his absence. And so part of me, I, I kind of want to stay away until we know more about his status, because I do think that makes a big difference. Uh, you guys know how I feel about the Detroit Lions, uh, and I was very much uh, wrong last week when I made uh, the Cardinals covering against the Lions my uh, top bet of the week, uh, and then that did not go so well. Uh, we mentioned my slow start on Sunday. Um, I don't know. I, I lean Saints here just because I don't love the idea of <laughs> you know putting any faith in Detroit, uh, but I, I do want to wait and hear a little more on the injury, so it's probably a stay away for now. Gary? Yeah, bulletin board material for my Lions there, Mitch. <laughs> uh, I, I like the Lions in this one. I like them getting points at home pretty much any time they, they play at home. Uh, obviously, we don't know exactly what the, the home field advantage is at this point this year. Uh, I really like the under on this one. I, I The Lions, they, they play so much coverage as opposed to rushing the passer because they just don't have pass rushers. Uh I think that adds up to just Drew Brees dinking and dunking play after play after play. Uh, that said, I'm not sure if the Saints put up a ton of points anyway, even with some sustained offense here. Uh, I, I think this one is probably pretty nasty. 
uh, lower scoring than people think it would be. But like I said, I'm being a coward this week and backing off all totals. It's funny. I, I like the over here. Um, you know, it's funny. Everyone's on, you know, down on the same offense. They scored 30 last week, 24 the week before. And what did they put up in their opener? 34. I, I don't, you know, I, you can say what you want about Breeze. They still score points. So I like the over in this one a lot. I think this is an up and down the field kind of game. You know, it's crazy. If you watch the Lions closely, which why would you? But when I've tuned in, <laughs> Adrian Peterson looks as good as ever. It's crazy. He still runs hard and gets that offense moving. So I like the over in that game. Uh, despite what my colleague Gary says. I, I will say, in your defense, in your defense, Jimmy, Matthew Stafford was not sharp for uh, most of that game last Sunday, and they, yeah. still put up, uh, they still put up the numbers. They used the tight ends very well in that game. Uh, I, the Saints defense stinks, so I think the Lions will put up points. I think the Saints will put up points in that game. Next game's in Chicago. The Nick Foles era is underway. Trubisky to the bench. Colts, though, come in as two-and-a-half-point favorites against the Bears. A low total here of 43. We go to Gary. I know. Colts are bummed out. They missed out on the uh, Trubisky era here. Uh, Foles gives them, it gives the Bears some semblance of, of a passing offense where you can actually call a play and trust that the ball is going to come out of his hand and, and just be in the general vicinity of where it's supposed to go. Uh, that said, he puts the ball in danger a ton. He, puts, <laughs> he makes a lot of bad decisions. Uh, he's going against a team where obviously the head coach knows him as well as anyone. And we've seen this Colts defense – Yes, level of competition not great so far, but Vikings have put up numbers against other defenses. They did not against the Colts. They got they got hammered by the Colts. I mean, this this is a <laughs> I know this sounds like a hot take. I think this Colts defense is better than this Bears defense at this point. I think people are sort of, still sort of hung up on uh, some of the star power in Chicago's defense what they did in 2018. I don't think they've been near that level uh, last year or this year. So. I like the Colts a lot in this one. The Foles thing threw a bit of a uh, wrench into my plans, but I'm still going with it, especially since the line is under a field goal. Uh, Soldier Field, always unpleasant to play at, but, uh, uh, you know, it, it's if the line's this low. But uh, I'm just – I'm riding the Colts now. I think they're still underappreciated. Uh, if Phillip Rivers doesn't make two boneheaded decisions in Jacksonville and they win that game by seven or ten points like they should have, we're all sitting here talking about the Colts as one of the you know one of the surging teams of 2020, and we would say surging. That's the kind of vocabulary we have here. <laughs> Mitch, I don't think I would be Gary, but that's fine. <laughs> <laughs> we've uh, the the Colts, the Lions, the Vikings. There are teams uh, that we've we just love talking about this year. Now, I I lean Bears here. Um, again, I don't want to pretend that putting Foles in for Trubisky fixes everything because obviously it doesn't. But I do feel more confident taking them with him in there than Trubisky. Um, you know, you know, I'm down on the Colts, and and you went through what what they've done this year, and uh, I just uh, you know, I'm just I'm not ready to take the Colts. I'm just not going to do it. Uh, the you know, it's not a best bet for me because I wouldn't want to best bet either of these teams. But the line under a field goal here. Um, you know, the Bears have been in close games. They've found a way to win close games. Some of it's been a little lucky. Uh, the drop in Detroit in week one. Uh, and then, you know, I don't want to say all luck, but a big comeback last week. Um, I don't know. I just I have a little more faith in the Bears this week. And so uh, in a game I don't plan on watching too much of, I will lean Chicago. I like the over 43 here. I think this is one of those games where you're going to get it. 
this has the makings of just one of those weird, you know, Philip Rivers in in uh, in Chicago has the makings of a pick six somewhere along the line in this game, a QB fumble. You know, Nick Foles is, you get more pick sixes maybe with Trubisky, but Nick, Nick Foles is capable of some bad, bad throws. I think you get a defensive touchdown, maybe a special teams. I think the teams move the ball a little bit. You know, the Bears now should be able to not be completely inept. So I don't think um, 43 here would be hard to go over. So I, I like the over in that one. The next game is in Carolina. Panthers coming off their first win of the season against the Chargers last week. They welcome in the Arizona Cardinals. The Cardinals come in as three-point road favorites. The total here is 51. Mitch. I will be brief here and just say that I love the Cardinals in this game. You guys know I really liked them last week and hyped them up, and we saw what that did. But I just think if these two teams played a week ago, the line would have been seven points. And then the Cardinals go out and they lose their first game of the year. Kyler throws three picks. People are now down on them. Uh, I do want to hear the the DeAndre Hopkins injury is definitely a concern. I want to make sure he's playing and he's at full health. But uh, the other injury concern, Christian McCaffrey is out. And that's an even bigger deal than DeAndre Hopkins being out. I know that they won last week, but they were going up against a rookie quarterback. And, you know, you had to figure the Panthers, uh, you know, they weren't going to go uh, like 1-15 this year. They were going to win some games along the way. So I'm not that concerned. I think uh, this line is overreacting a little bit to what we saw from both of these teams last week. And I think if you're talking about true talent, talent levels. I definitely like Arizona to cover a three-point spread here. So I, I love this game. I'm all over it for, for Arizona here. Yeah, I'm big on Arizona here as well for everything you just said. I I watched a lot of Panther-Charger game last week. The The Panthers' offense is just inept. Um, they miss McCaffrey. They don't have a lot of weapons. And this is a classic case of, you know, Arizona loses, everyone jumps off the man wagon. You're on the road giving a field goal. I, I think that's a very nice line. If, if That Cardinal offense is, is pretty spectacular, and the Panthers' defense is not set up to stop it. Gary? Yeah, the other thing I'll say is, uh, you know, I think with Kyler this year, you're going to see some teams that do sort of disguise coverages, that do sort of, uh, you know, some more advanced stuff with their secondary. And, and Detroit does do some of that because, again, they, they just they, they gave up on rushing the passer. Uh, I think teams that do that are going to fare better against Kyler than teams who just play a little more vanilla. And that's kind of what you get from Carolina at this point with so many young guys in there. So uh, this, is a, this is a good matchup for Arizona. You guys might have you guys might have convinced me to make this one a best bet. Oh, look at that. Glad we could do that. Mm-hmm. All right, the next game is in Cincinnati. The Bengals coming off their tie with the Eagles, giving a field goal to the incoming Jaguars. Total here is 49, Gary. Yeah, I think both teams are just uh, abominable. <laughs> like, I just think they're both really bad. I will say Jaguars with the extra rest. Uh, you know, it, they're... I, I should have pulled up some Jaguars Thursday night numbers because it seems like whenever they're on Thursday night, they just uh, it, it's a total dud. But uh, uh, I could see them going into Cincinnati and and winning this one straight up. That said, I, I don't know. Both teams just stink. Uh, Joe Burrow is great, but I mean the guy doesn't even you know talk about quarterback and like getting to the top of his drop. There is no top of the drop because as soon as he takes a snap, he is immediately scrambling because no one is blocking in front of him, and uh, it's just it's just chaos. With both these quarterbacks, it's going to be chaos. Uh, who's going to make him more plays? I don't know. I'll lean Jaguars. How's that? That's good, Mitch. Yeah. Uh... 
Bengals also coming off overtime, 10 extra minutes of Joe Burrow and his team being mm-hmm. on the field. That's a lot, uh, the emotional toll seven days later. Um, and especially, I mean, Burrow is, is just dropping back and throwing the ball 50 or 60 times a game. Uh, it's kind of, it's incredible to watch. That's just, it feels like that's what they're going to do all season. I mean, he's in an environment to just like shatter rookie records for just like volume alone. Uh, just the amount that they're going to have him throw if he keeps that up the whole season. Um, I picked the Jaguars to win straight up last Thursday and then was disappointed to see them come out flat. And I think I'm finally off them a little bit now. Uh, I think in that game, they really showed some of the limitations they have uh, on that team. And I I kind of, I like the Bengals here. Um, I just, you know, you're right. Uh, You know, (laughs) can either of these teams stop either one? Who knows? Sloppy, weird game. But just looking at the Jaguars defense, they have three sacks in three games. They've only forced two turnovers, which were those two Phillip Rivers picks in week one. So haven't forced a turnover in either of the games since. And I just think that, uh, you know, they are less likely to get to Burrow and cause as much of a problem as some of the other defenses he's faced. And, you know, I just think, uh, I don't know. You're right. I, like, I, I, I'm with you. It could be like a weird, sloppy game and who knows. But I just think that against that Jaguars defense, like the Bengals are going to be able to get their 27, 28 points. And I feel less confident that the Jags are going to be able to get that many and keep up with them. So I like Cincinnati here. I have no feel for this game, um, <laughs> but I do like watching Joe Burrow. So I'll, I'll be tuning in for that and not betting it at all. That, that game is movable force versus mm. stoppable object. Yes. Who wins? From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God. We've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. There's no distance too far for the perfect trip. Hi, checking in for... Or the perfect table. Hey, where are you? Coming! And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card. Hey, this looks amazing. I'm so glad you made it. And travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. It's worth the trip. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union, a savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA. The best conversations I have with my colleagues are the ones that happen when no one is looking, when we're not 100% sure yet what to write. Hopefully, having conversations like this can help you figure out your own point of view. That's kind of our job as Washington Post opinions columnists. I'm Charles Lane, Deputy Opinion Editor. And I'm Amanda Ripley, a contributing columnist. We're going to bring you into these conversations on a new podcast called Impromptu. Follow Impromptu now, wherever you listen.
The Nikki Glaser Podcast. Her roast of Tom Brady stole the show. Now she's talking about it on the latest episode of the Nikki Glaser Podcast. I said, tell Tom Brady that I'm the Tom Brady of roasting. Lots of people roasted the goat, but only Nikki is still being talked about. Every time I refresh my DMs, it's 14 blue check marks of people I didn't even know who knew me are writing like paragraphs to me. Hear that in all episodes of the Nikki Glaser Podcast on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Nikki Glaser Podcast to start listening the next game is the big game of the day 425 on cbs the chiefs at home welcoming in the patriots kansas city seven point favorites total here is 53 i can't remember the last time seeing the patriots get a touchdown even on the road but the chiefs are seven point favorites total 53 mitch might be when was the last time they had uh, Jacoby Brissett in the lineup? No, Gary loves Jacoby Brissett, and they were actually they were probably favored when they had it. <laughs> anyway, uh, give me the Chiefs here. <laughs> we talk about this all the time. The Chiefs are so good. Uh, you know, I'm going to keep picking them until proven otherwise. I know that. Uh, I guess you could say I was proven otherwise in Week Two when they went to overtime against the Chargers and then still won the game. But I mean, we just watched them beat up the Ravens by two touchdowns and you know now it's the Patriots and it's just a touchdown I assume they're going to beat the Patriots by a touchdown I just think they're that good and if it's a touchdown or less I'm taking it I like Kansas City Gary uh I am I'm frantically trying to look up uh Patriots historical as an underdog uh yeah you look, you're if you want to look that up I'll speak on this game if it'll take you a second they had uh uh they had a that Garoppolo opener they were nine and a half point underdogs uh but you have to go low you have to go way back. You have to uh, – that was that was a card. They opened in Arizona with Garoppolo when Brady was suspended, uh, and they won that game. Wait, <laughs> they, so that they game were nine-and-a-half-point underdogs to the Arizona Cardinals? They were. They were. We have a, we was have that, a was season. That, were those the Carson Palmer Cardinals, or was that Yeah, later? right. That was still Carson Palmer at that That's point, absurd. I believe. That was, that was the 2016 opener. Okay, because they um, weren't nine and a half point underdogs to the John Skelton Cardinals. I know that they have a Week 17 game against the Texans in in 2009 season where they were seven and a half points. That doesn't that sounds like it was just anybody, yeah, yeah. So, sounds like a meaningless game type thing. They have a, a Colts seven point underdogs to the Colts on uh, November 2nd, 2008. Peyton. So that was yeah. a that was a Peyton game. So yeah. there you go. There as far as what I think that game, uh, Jimmy, you and I were talking about a little bit before the show. Uh, it seems like the only answer for the Chiefs offense right now is can you dominate with your four-man pass rush? Not many teams can do it. You saw the Chargers do it because they have Joey Bosa, uh, who sort of took over that game a little bit. And uh, I know Patriots will probably try it. Uh, Chase Winovich has sort of flashed this year, but I I don't think he's quite at that level. I would lean Chiefs uh, short rest, and I don't know. It also just gets boring betting on the Chiefs all the time. Yeah. That uh, November 08 game, Gary, that was the Matt Castle season. So that was uh, Peyton Peyton Manning versus Matt Castle. Oh, you got to go back even further. Wow. (laughs) I can't – I'm back in 2006, and I can't find a a game where they were more than a uh, a six-and-a-half-point underdog. Listen, there's there's one person in the NFL who can maybe slow down – because you're not going to stop the Chiefs, but maybe slow them down. That's Belichick, but I I just don't see it happening. I just don't think it's possible. There's just way – you know, it's funny – they have so many weapons. So, sometimes you don't even, you know, that game um, on Monday night was going along and you didn't see Kelsey for a little bit. Then this, I mean, it's, it's just unbelievable to watch them play. And, you know, the Chiefs usually fare well against the Patriots. They had that 
of course, there was that big win early in the season a few years ago, which led to like someone asking Belichick after the game about Brady's status, which it was like week three or ridiculous. But I like the Chiefs here laying the touchdown. My only slight concern would be maybe a slight letdown after a Monday night game against the Ravens. But you would think with the Patriots and Belichick coming in, that sort of cancels out any possibility of a letdown. Go ahead, Gary. Super Bowl 36 was the last meaningful Brady start where they were getting a touchdown or more. <laughs> wow. Is that the first that was, Super Bowl they the won against one. the Rams? That was, that was oh, the yeah, show yeah. on turf. Yeah. No, no, that was, that was the Rams one. That was uh, oh, Rams, uh, Rams. the Rams upset the first Brady uh, Super Bowl here. They're 14-point underdogs. That makes sense. All right. All right, next game on the board, we go to Sin City. The Bills, crazy game against the Rams, 3-0. Visit the very, very, very banged-up Las Vegas Raiders, Gary. Yeah, I, I want to take the Bills here a lot, and, and I'll oh, wait, give the I'm Bills. Sorry. I was a terrible host because I did not give you the line in the total. Oh, the, yeah, there you go. Bills are three-point road favorites the total, 52.5. My apologies for interrupting. Go ahead. Because they are a mere three-point favorite, uh, I really do like the Bills here. I won't best bet them. Uh, honestly, look, I, I, uh, Josh Allen is the most uh, entertaining man on the planet right now uh, with the style of football he's playing where uh, – it's a lot of good right now. Sometimes it's really bad, but there's something interesting on every snap, and uh, I'll just sit back and, and enjoy this one. But uh, the way the Bills are going and the way the Raiders are banged up and uh, the fact that, uh, look, Bills' defense had kind of an off week last week. Uh, you know, they gave a lot of points to the Rams. I think that also had a lot to do with Jared Goff. I, I, look, I thought Jared Goff in Buffalo played as good a game as he has played in his career, at least the second half. Uh, I don't think that's something you're, you know, I, I don't think there's a problem with the Bills' defense. I don't think they're going to all of a sudden be a team that gives up 30 points every week. And uh, obviously the, the man, the offense is going. So uh, put some money down on the Bills. Mitch. Yeah, uh, Gary, I'm with you. Actually, I like the Bills and I like the over in this uh, 52 and a half. Um, I won't rehash everything you just said, but yeah, this is like, uh, I know Jimmy hates NFL Red Zone, but this team is like a gift to NFL Red Zone because every week it's it's touchdowns, it's crazy plays, it's wild endings. Very uh, eerie you would say that because I almost tweeted about how much I hate the Red Zone on Sunday and I didn't. So I feel like well, I, I know it's on your mind every Sunday. I did um, not need to see any plays from Jets Colts at five o'clock in the afternoon when the Colts are up 21-3. Sorry, well, go ahead. And I'm, and I'm not just sucking up to Red Zone because Scott Hansen is, uh, ha- has joined the <laughs> octopus club this year which i do love that's not why i'm sucking up to him it's not i'm long on the record as a fan of nfl red zone but no i you know let to steer things back to this game um yeah i mean the the bills like you said their offense is clicking and the defense has not been as good as we've seen in previous years under sean mcdermott so they're giving up points and i think the raiders we've talked about them their offense has looked very good at times this year especially that monday night game against the saints but their defense has been a little weaker, so I definitely like a lot of points in this game, and I do think the Bills are a better team. Um, you know, they're traveling. You know, that doesn't bother me uh, at all, but I just uh, – I, I I look at this game, and it screams Bills win a high-scoring one, so I'm uh, happy to take both of those. I was on the Raiders last week. They burned me, and I'm staying away, far, far away because of the injuries. They've got a lot on the offensive line and um, and some other places, so I'm I'm weary of going anywhere near this game. Uh, we got five more games left on the docket, and this is going to be sort of the lightning round. We don't have the three of us here, Mitch, Gary, myself. We don't have leans on any of these five games, so we'll go quick and we'll 
get through them here. Um, the first one is the Chargers visiting the Bucks and Tom Brady. The Bucks are seven-point favorites. The total here is 43. Mitch, anything you want to say? <laughs> this is a total stay away from me. Um, my, my gut says lean Tampa. I do worry about them with Chris Godwin out. Um, but for me, Chargers games are just so weird in either direction that yeah. I'm happy to just uh, not just like stay away from them, but stay away from the games entirely. Uh, this, this game is like of all the games on the board, this is the one I have the least feel on. Gary? Yeah, I love the Bucks. I do think the Bucks are among the NFL's elite already here. But uh, like mm-hmm. Mitch said, God went out. Uh, Scotty Miller is banged up. We'll see if he plays. Uh, and that, and uh, you know, we said earlier those Chargers edge rushers against these Bucks uh, kind of questionable tackles here. Mm-hmm. I could see the Chargers edge rushers ruining this game and just you know hanging close, and it ends up being a uh, like a 2017 win for the Bucks. The next game is the Vikings. Talk about a team not having it this year. They're in Houston to face the Texans. The Texans are four and a half point home favorites. Big total here of 54. Gary. It feels like the Texans are closer to getting right than the Vikings at this point. Texas had 21 at halftime against Pittsburgh, and I was like, oh, man, here we go. It's it's Deshaun Watson is back, and then they just just did nothing in the second half. Steelers completely uh, shut them down. So I, I'd lean Texans here, but, uh, hey, tough to figure out uh, which of these teams are going to get it going here. Mitch? I'm with you. I agree with uh, pretty much everything you just said. I still do have some hope for my Texans to turn things around, uh, definitely more than the Vikings. Um, you know, the spread was a little bit higher than I'd like. I think it would be a different story if it was like two, two and a half, but four and a half felt like a little much for me to best bet them. Uh, but I do. I lean Texans here. Yeah, I mean, you would think Texans minus four and a half at home against the Vikings would be a good play, but, you know, so much gets written about Deshaun Watson, Bill. The Texans defense is not good. So. I don't know, I, but the you know Kirk Cousins and the Vikings—they seem like a mess. So it's a tough game, really, to analyze here. The next game is the Giants. They go into uh, L.A. to face the Rams. The Rams are a huge favorite, twelve and a half points total, forty-eight. Mitch. Yeah, this is one. I just think the spread's too high to touch it for me. Um, obviously, I like the Rams here. Much better team. Expect them to win, but just spread that high gives gives me too much concern so it's a stay away from me here gary i best bet the giants last week against 49ers i I, so i i can't i'm i'm legally obligated to back off this game even though i do like them again i i don't know what the giants deal is uh with the home road splits but they are uh 13 and 4 against the spread on the road uh since Mm. the beginning of 2018 it makes no sense but uh that's just how they do it there Uh, they were so I know this is the lightning round, but uh, I have to search for the proper word, and it is <laughs> surge. Uh, no, it's not. It's it's uh, they they're just so problematically uh, uncreative. Uh, it, that that loss to the 49ers, I've just I, I I have never really gotten a sense from an NFL team that like there's just no offensive plan. It's just like you know, it's like you're playing Madden when you're half asleep or something. You're just like picking random plays. Uh, they just had no semblance of what they wanted to do out there, and that's why you end up getting your butt kicked by uh, the 49ers practice squad. But I'd back off this one, but I do lean Giants with the big number. Yeah, I listen. I don't know. I don't know how you bet the Giants in this. You're only, I think the Rams can cover two touchdowns here pretty easily. Uh, now the Rams are coming off a brutal loss across the country. They come back home. You know, who knows there about a letdown, so that's why it's a stay away. But, 
after what you've seen from the Giants, how do you expect them to keep up with the Rams? I just, it's just not possible. Um, speaking of uh, teams in trouble, the Eagles visit the Niners, and the line on that game is San Fran minus seven, total 46, Gary. That's crazy. No, uh, no Bosa. Nick Mullins understanding the for, for the 49ers. Who would have thought this team would be giving a touchdown to the Eagles here? Uh, I like the Eagles. You just can't bet on them right now. Carson Wentz is uh, he's just a mess, and I don't know when he snaps out of it. I think he does at some point, but uh, you can't bet on him right now. Mitch? Yeah, I, I like to sprinkle in phrases throughout the podcast like my Chiefs and my Texans so that new listeners maybe don't know who my actual team is because uh, I <laughs> don't want to claim them here in 2020. Uh, though, let's just say I do have a 610 area code number. Um, yeah, ugh, I mean, they've been awful. Um, there's also there's so much injury news on the Niners. I mean, uh, you talked about Mullins, but like George Kittle might come back, Raheem Mostert might come back. I just think you'd want to know more about who's in the lineup before you can bet, especially with it being exactly on the number on seven. Um, you're right. I hold out hope that uh, my Eagles can turn things around, but how can you possibly <laughs> bet on them after what we've seen the last three weeks? So uh, stay away, a happy stay away uh, from here. It is a big stay away. I mean, it's, you know, it's tough because it's the Sunday night game. So you want some action. If I, if I had to get some action in it, I would go with the, under but betting unders this year is uh basically taking your life in your own hands all right my laptop is down to five percent the battery is dying so we're on the last game good timing and it is the monday nighter the packers are giving a touchdown to the falcons who i you know we could probably spend seven hours describing and talking <laughs> about the falcons uh, two of the worst losses you'll ever see in your life a huge total here a 56 and a half mitch yeah, it's funny. Last week, I loved the Sunday night game and the Monday night game. Best bet them both. This week, they're both uh, relegated to the lightning round, and I don't want to touch either of them. Um, spread feels a little bit high, and that's why I'm staying away. I mean, obviously, you've got to be tempted to take Green Bay, especially if the line was under a touchdown there. Um, but I don't know. the Can the Falcons even lose by more than a touchdown? It feels like they have to have a lead and then blow it heartbreakingly at the end. Uh, and then they'd only lose by, you know, five points or less. Um, but this is one. Eh, Monday night football. Just just enjoy it. You don't have to have a bet on it. People like to, you know, chase their losses on Sunday or whatever uh, and have some money on the only primetime game going on that night. Uh, but eh, stay away. Just, just enjoy the game. It'll be a fun one. Yeah, I mean, I... I would bet the Packers on Monday night because you want action, but I, I don't have a ton of faith in it just because the Falcons are just so unpredictable. But the, you know, Aaron Rodgers is playing so well. That Falcons defense is so bad. Actually, seven is probably, I probably should have put more thought onto this one and made the Packers a better pick because that defense is so bad and Aaron Rodgers is rejuvenated. But I'll, I'll go minus seven on Monday night, but it's not a best bet game for me, Gary. I was going to say, I actually would best bet the Falcons if Devontae Adams is out. Uh, I don't think those Packers receivers are, are necessarily matchup problems for uh, for the Falcons outside of Adams. And, uh, you know, whatever, you're going to beat them by scheme, uh, maybe. But uh, I think these teams are fairly evenly matched if you take Adams out of the equation. I don't think it's a bad matchup for the Falcons here. So if, if, if Devontae Adams is out, and especially if Julio is in and this line, let's say it moves to like six or something, I would I would best bet the uh, Falcons on this one Monday night. All right, that wraps up the analysis of the games. It's now time for the three of us to give you our best bets for week four. Mitch, what do you got? 
All right. I I had some I was thinking about. I let's just go with it. I've got six of them this week. Why Oof, not? Six pack. Um, Cardinals minus three and a half in Carolina. It's actually three, so you're getting a nice oh, little it's bar. Three. Oh, there. that's right. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'll take it. That may uh, may come in handy. Yeah. Uh, Cardinals minus three at Carolina. Um, Browns getting four and a half in Dallas. Bengals minus three against the Jaguars. Seahawks minus six and a half in Miami. And then the uh, Bills minus three in Vegas with the Bills Raiders over 52 and a half. Ooh, a lot of action on that one. Gary. I came into the show with two. I added two more. These are total goober bets. I took four favorites, three of them on the road here. But uh, uh, Colts at uh, Chicago, Cowboys versus Cleveland. Uh, and then I added uh, Cardinals at Carolina and the uh, Buffalo Bills. I'll do it. Why not? I talked them up. Buffalo uh, giving the field goal at Las Vegas. So, Gary and I, we, we have two games the same, and we're going head-to-head, uh, Cleveland-Dallas. Mm-hmm. Well, we have three games the same. My first best bet is Arizona minus three. So that's mm-hmm. the one we're all on. I got four others to make it a five pack. Ravens minus 13, blowing out the Washington football team. Good Chiefs minus seven. Just watch Patrick Mahomes sit back and relax. Count your money. Over 43 and a half. Colts, Bears, over 54 and a half. Saints, Lions. So. Six for Mitch, five for me, and four for Gary, who started out with two. So that's a sign of a true degenerate. We always like to see that. It goes from two to four in a matter of 30 minutes. And we are 1-0 this year in games where we, all three of us, best bet the same one. So yes. normally I would say that's a kiss of death, but we, we possibly were onto something. We will all be wearing our Kyler Murray jer- jerseys on Sunday afternoon, rooting for Arizona. That wraps up the week four edition of the MMQB Gambling Podcast. For Gary Grambling, Mitch Goldich, I'm Jimmy Trainer. Thanks for joining us. We'll see you next week. Good luck with the wagers. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment Oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union, a savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA. The Nikki Glaser Podcast. Her roast of Tom Brady stole the show. Now she's talking about it on the latest episode of the Nikki Glaser Podcast. I said, tell Tom Brady that I'm the Tom Brady of roasting. Lots of people roasted the goat, but only Nikki is still being talked about. Every time I refresh my DMs, it's 14 blue check marks of people I didn't even know who knew me are writing like paragraphs to me. Hear that in all episodes of the Nikki Glaser Podcast on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Nikki Glaser Podcast to start listening. 
If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, And I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast.